Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 159. And today's episode was inspired by a little self-created artist residency that I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, so there's not much to introduce it, so I'm just going to dive right in. It is called... I am literally making all this up. When I apply for artist residencies, I am almost always asked to describe the project I would work on while there. Sometimes a rather substantial word count is suggested for such things. I suspect that the application lives or dies based on my ability to pitch a possible project. Mostly my applications die, so it would seem I am not great at this part. Either that or the application actually lives or dies based on the resume, in which case the project may not matter at all. But the truth is, whatever I say in these project descriptions, I am just making things up. When I say I'm going to work on my witch hysteria play and then list all the things I'm going to be doing, all those things are things I made up as I wrote the application. The only exceptions are when I list things I have already been doing. For example, in the applications for which I've applied with this witch hysteria play, it's called Failed to Burn, I can tell them I'll be reading Malleus Maleficarum and the Discovery of Witches because I have already begun to do that. I've been applying with this play everywhere, not because it's my top choice for development, but because I think I have a decent pitch for it. And that pitch is not one I have to make up anew. As I write this, I am in the middle of one of my DIY writer's retreats. My friend offered me her house for the week, so I happily arrived without a single plan for what I would work on. I've recently finished several projects, so it wasn't clear at first what I was ready to dive into. I'm on the wait list for a residency where I said I'd work on Failed to Burn, so I'm keeping that project in reserve, just in case. That left me with five to six projects in various stages of abandonment. They were all equally sticky, tricky, and in dire need of the gift of dedicated time how to choose. None of them was calling to me particularly. I tried to reason my way through it. Maybe I should choose the thing that was the least pitchable. Maybe I should choose the oldest. Maybe I should choose the one that had gotten furthest along. You can see how I might be able to spend my whole residency deciding instead of writing. In the end, I found a random decision generator and put all the choices into it. Wheel Decider chose a project for me, and I was delighted with what it chose, so I went with it. If I found I was not delighted with the decider's choice, I would have removed it from the selection and then spun the wheel again. I have been happily working on it ever since. I don't have a plan for it. There was no outline and no proposal. The play is telling me what I need to do. It is the optimal way for me to grapple with a creative work. 
If I were to retrospectively write down all the things I actually did to develop this project, I'm sure it would make an impressive project proposal. But I've already done them. And I could not have known what I needed to do until I was knee-deep into the project. There's not a single thing I could apply for with this bit of truth. I would like to come to your prestigious artist retreat without any particular project in mind and just spin the decision wheel when I get there to make the choice. Or I could spin the wheel before I come. That's okay, too. But not too long before. I'm not always sure what I'm going to be working on six months in advance. That application would stand even less of a chance than my already slim chances. But... Just once, I'd like to be able to apply to something with a list of possibilities instead of a well-formulated plan for some work's development. I mean, the fact is, for me, if I get as far as a reading list, or a plan, or an idea of how I'm going to proceed, it will be very hard for me to not just go ahead and proceed. I don't have plans for working, I just work. I am literally just making all this up. Just like the people who make up these applications for me to fill in. Just like everyone with everything. We are all just making all this up. So the likelihood of someone who organizes one of these applications reading this art is slim. But that would be so cool. To just be like, hey, so what are six things you want to work on, possibly? Because almost always these applications are for so far in the future. It's like, I don't, I don't know a single artist who like plans out what they're going to be working on a year from now. I, I'm, I mean, maybe people are doing that and they're just not telling me, but I, it seems unlikely. Um, yeah, so a list would be ideal. Here's, here are some things I will possibly be working on a year from now. Th that feels much more realistic to me. Yeah. Uh, so what I ended up working on on my do-it-yourself residency was um, a play about Knossos, uh, the palace of Minos in, uh, in Greece on the island of Crete. Um, it's a play about the sort of excavation of that site and, uh, so far, like, so I wrote a play about that and, and it's not great. <laughs> so now I've been doing a bunch of research, um, and now I have no idea how to write the play that's in my mind, but that I think means that it will be a better play once I, once I solve those kinds of problems. Um, anyway, so I've been deep down in the in the researches of of, uh, of Crete and Knossos and archaeology and excavation. Here are some things that, if you are interested, check them out because I was like, I cannot believe I did not know about this before. Number one, Harriet Boyd was an archaeologist. A lady archaeologist, by the way, in case you hadn't worked it out by her name. But she, in 1902, basically, it's either 02 or 03, I can't remember which, uh, excavated a whole town, like a whole town, a whole Minoan town in Crete, 
uh, by herself, not by herself, obviously, but she led the, the excavation. Um, she's like this American archaeologist who basically um, hired 100 guys to dig for her and, uh, and found this whole town. And, and her whole story is amazing. Uh, she was a nurse also, not professionally. She just did bunch, a bunch of war nursing. That was her specialty. She is a, a fascinating person. So I did not know about her before, and uh, she's amazing. The other thing I would recommend checking out is uh, the, what happened in World War II in Crete. Um, there's some intense war stories in Crete. And, you know, I'm not really into war stories, I got to say. So this is very specific to what I'm particularly looking at for this, um, for this play. But uh, I watched this documentary called The Eleventh Day, which is about what happened uh, on the basically attack on Crete. And it's remarkable. It's really remarkable. <laughs> because... Men, women, and children fought the Nazis in Crete, like hardcore. I'm reading this book now called Kidnap in Crete, which is about the kidnapping of a Nazi general uh, during the occupation. And the first like kill of the book is like, first there's this like, you know, very hoity-toity like British soldier like standing there. He's like ready to go do his, you know, killing job. And then he sees like this... um, Nazi parachuter, paratrooper, um, basically looking like he's just getting pulled over the wall, like he's about to go get him, and then but he gets pulled over the wall and he goes around to see what's going on, and it's this like middle-aged Cretan woman who's just you know going at him. <laughs> she's just she's like a regular person is like, there's a there's a Nazi, he's mine. I, it's it's intense, <laughs> and and. Uh, I don't know. It feels it feels like it's um, it's it's good to to read about kind of the civilian resistance to a really brutal occupation. Uh, I feel like it, it's so extreme that it makes me feel better about the you know just bad stuff that's happening in my country. We are not yet at the point where children have to uh, kill Nazi soldiers. That that's what that's all I'm saying. We. Uh, but anyway, if you're if you if you're interested in war stories, I I would just highly recommend that you check out the um, the Battle of Crete. It is really, as someone who was not interested in battle stories, I found it incredibly compelling. So those two things are um, things that are interesting and um, little bits of them may make their way into my play. I don't actually know yet. We're we're still figuring that out. Maybe I'll put that in my plan for any future proposals for this play. So for the song today, uh, I figured because this blog is called I'm Literally Making All of This Up, I should probably give you a song I made up. (laughs) <laughs> and this one is pretty old. Um, I never recorded it because it was sort of past. There's this whole phase where I was writing a lot of songs, but not recording any of them and not kind of. I don't know. It wasn't really part of what I was was doing. 
Um, but they were sort of part of my repertoire. Like if I were playing out, which I wasn't doing a lot of, but, but you know, a little, um, they like people might know them, um, who might've come to those gigs. One of the four or five people who would have come to those gigs. Uh, but yeah, they, it sort of was part of my singer songwriter repertoire for, for that brief period where I was going around as a solo artist. So, um, yeah, so it's never been recorded before, so I thought I'd give it a try and see how it goes. Um, this one is weirdly hard to record. Um, as I record me talking to you about it, I have not yet recorded it, although I know I have tried in the past. Um, so I'm not sure how it's going to go. Uh, the tricky thing is um, I play, it's sort of basically a bass line, and sometimes I, 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 I'm playing like a rhythm as I'm playing the bass line, like on the body of the guitar, and it doesn't sound great in recordings. So I don't know yet whether I will decide to try and play it without that rhythm or whether it will have somehow worked itself out and sound much better than the last time I tried to record this. The mystery will only be solved if you continue to listen to this podcast and you'll hear which one I went with. Uh, so yeah, so it is called You Got Me and I probably wrote this song 15 years ago, 12 years ago. I don't know, a while ago. Um, maybe even longer. I don't know. I'd have to do some, some detective work. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know when it was, it was sometime around the blackout the big New York blackout. And I can tell you that it was in August, but I don't remember what year that was. <laughs> um, anyway, sometime around then. Uh, the, if you would like to support the podcast, that would be amazing. Uh, first thing to do would be tell a friend, retweet, share, whatever. All of those things are much appreciated. Uh, other things to do are to join my mailing list, emilyrainbowdavis.com, or, and you can provide some financial support for this thing, which would be amazing. Um, places to do that are PayPal, Struggling Artist on PayPal, uh, Emily R. Davis on Ko-fi, or you can become my patron on Patreon. And those are all places to go, and they are all listed in the show notes if you want to uh, check those out there. Links, links should be there We're on whatever your app is. I know they show up totally differently in different apps. Like, it looks great on Anchor, and then, like, I recently saw it, like, all smushed up in, I think, uh, on Stitcher, maybe. And I was like, oh, yeesh. It's, like, just one big block of text. Uh, so I realize that they may not be super easy to find where in whatever app you're looking at, um, but they are still there. So if you need a link, there you are. And there, that's all. And, and here for your listening pleasure is You Got Me. You got me, oh yeah, you got me 
Said you got me where you want me Take me anywhere you go I'm an independent woman Don't get me wrong, my friend And I will be my own person Till the sweet and bitter But there's something about you that takes away my sorrow So I'll follow you now and be independent tomorrow Baby, you got me, oh yeah you got me Take me anywhere 